the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon and welcome. Thanks for coming along today. We have a, a complete new full show today. Before we get underway, I want to thank everybody who uh, joined us these last several days with Cross International. You uh, helped s- almost 600 kids with clean water and food and education. Yeah, an so amazing fabulous. response. Thank really you to was. everybody. Yeah. Kath, how are you doing? Good to see you as well. Thank you. Got the Paisley thing going there. Yeah. Rocking you know, the Paisley. I thought it was for Friday. Oh, yeah. It's you know, nice. it's kind of what you do on a Friday. What, wear Paisley? Yeah, maybe. I have a Paisley tie. That was my father's. That's a good choice, a paisley tie. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I, it, I don't wear it. Well, you like it, but you don't wear it. It was my dad's. I just, you know, it's like so you're from 1966. It for... What? That could be very cool, though. That, so. That's mid-century. I just love it. And so I just kind of, you know, sort of like in the John Hall Clothes Museum. Okay. Well, as much as I want to stay in the John Hall Clothes Museum, <laughs> I do have some other news I want to bring up. Hold on now. Specifically, <laughs> that yesterday... The Pittsburgh area achieved the dubious distinction of having the nation's worst air quality. Yeah, this is uh, an that's ongoing rough. thing. Yeah, yeah, so that's according to a government rep website, Air Now, mm-hmm. that tracks air quality indexes across the country. I'm reading from uh, the patch, I believe, right now. Uh, it says, Thursday afternoon, the air quality index for Liberty Clareton near Pittsburgh was 159, mm-hmm. which the government considers unhealthy. At this level, everyone might begin to experience health effects, while members of sensitive groups could experience more serious health problems. Mm -hmm. The uh, poor air quality, they say, is the result of an expected strong temperature inversion, a weather condition during which a layer of warm air traps a layer of cold air along with the pollutants. However, last week, United States Steel was fined almost a million dollars because of their Claritin works and their ongoing scuff law attitude. I mean, Claritin's been uh, jammed many, many times in the past. Uh, Even with these massive fines, they're basically shrugging their shoulders and going, yeah, it's probably cheaper for us to take these fines. to pay the fine than to actually do something about the pollutants. How about doing something, U.S. Steel? So Pittsburgh was under a code orange air quality alert. Did you know we were orange yesterday? I did. I saw it on my it's on my uh, weather app. What do you mean? It's on my weather app. What, you, know, you get I, like a you get like a thing on your phone. Yeah, which I says, do. I get a hey, warning. Mm-hmm. What, what, <laughs> I get a warning. Well, what good does that do you? Well, nothing. What are you, you going to do at that point? You going to pull out your oxygen tank? Or are you well, going to put on your surgical mask? What? Yeah. How about those surgical masks? Do they freak you out? I'm not sure whether you're trying to keep something out or in. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, all the Asian countries have mm-hmm. them, and yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it. I think you know what I think. I think if you wore that, it would get wet, right, from your condensation. Because- I don't feel like you and I are the ones who should be talking about this since we don't know anything. <laughs> it hasn't stopped us in the past. Just so say it. I'm going to a couple Asian countries in a, in a couple weeks. You're gonna wear a mask. That's my question. 
am I going to have to wear a mask? I don't think so. I'm not going to be in China. Wait a second. You live in Pittsburgh, which has the worst right? air exactly. quality. Exactly. What am I concerned the... about going to Indonesia I don't for? Think, I think you got no, the... No, yeah. seriously. I wonder if when I get... I'm going to be in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I wonder if... if I'm, are, are they going to just hand me a mask? Or no, you probably have to go buy one. Get a paisley one. But th- so, okay, so if they're going to, so if I have to go buy one, yeah. that means the problem's on the outside. What? Like they're not concerned about me. They're they, like the problem's not in the inside. That's my question about the surgical mask. Am I trying to keep something out, or are the people out there trying to keep me from giving them something? <laughs> I don't know. See, I that's know, the I thing. Don't an, I don't have an answer. I mean, for you that. think? Okay, so no. Netflix. Speaking of better quality oh, and boy, oh boy. things that we could, you know, uh, send from one person to another. Really bad timing for a new miniseries. Yeah, because, okay, if you've been reading about the pandemics, the supposed the, pandemic. The so coronavirus. Ch- so China extends this travel uh, uh, visa to cover 35 million people. They're essentially, you know, controlling. It's like mar- it's, I don't want to say it's martial law, but it's a quarantine. Yeah, 35 million people, these massive cities that are larger than New York City. There are cities in China, which I'm telling you, we do not know the names of which are like 11 million plus people. So there's this virus. I think 25 people have died so far. Apparently one person has died in the U.S. And they're saying if this thing would go unchecked, it could perhaps be a pandemic. Now, again, I'm no health expert here. This coincides with the, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy here, but on your Netflix queue, there is a brand new series called Pandemic. It's an eight-part series. Which I can't wait to watch. <laughs> I mean, who wants to sit down and take that in for entertainment purposes? Have a little cup of tea, exactly. sit there. Don't you guys want to watch Pandemic? I think they have some biscotti is what I want <laughs> and a cup of tea. Uh, so, yeah, th- this is the new age we live in. When you think about you well, know, I Black mean, well, Death yeah, and the well, plague pan- and all pandemic that. Pandemic isn't new. I mean, there have been all sorts of pandemics. Yeah. I mean, there's been Spanish flu. There's a bubonic plague. But, yeah, that's exactly it. That's what the, uh, fir- I watched the first episode. Oh, a pandemic? Yeah. You watched it? I did. Why? Because I wanted to freak myself out. Because <laughs> I just wanted to be like, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. How, and, was and then it the next scary? day I get like a little zit and I'm thinking, here it goes. <laughs> this is it. Was it scary? Yeah, it was. Because they showed these early scenes of, you know, the Spanish flu. Right. And these mass graves in the United right? States. Mm-hmm. It, it opens, the series opens from in Butler, PA. With, really? With a team of people marking, finding and marking mass graves. Wow. Yeah. So it is kind of scary. I mean, you know, we live in this age where somebody gets on an airplane in China, flies to the, the U.S., and all of a sudden, boom, there, there's an explosion And here. I come back to my original question. If you put a mask on them, are you trying to keep the bad stuff in or out? Well, considering that you and I work in an airtight studio, <laughs> my hope is that you'd wear a mask and one of those plastic bodysuits. <laughs> I might start wearing those okay. zip-up like hazmat things. Yeah, exactly. That'd be kind fun. of muffle your voice. All right. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about why the church needs older people. Right. Right? Because now we have some churches that are like, you know what? We're starting over. We're going to start in a couple weeks, and we only want young people to come back. All you people over 60, you guys can find some yeah. other place. That's going to happen. The age discrimination. I'll show you. I'll show up with the virus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, little pandemic. Wait a second, what time is it? We'll teach you. Oh, I was getting there. Okay, sorry. I was getting there. But you guys have very little faith in me. <laughs> I get a little anxious. Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. Very nice. It's 11 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. At least in this corner of the world, truly, pandemic or not, all is right and well.
We'll take a quick break. Come back. We got a big old show for you today. Looking back, looking forward. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. WORD. Hosea's story of a broken home is a model of God's broken heart for the nation of Israel. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to join us on Through the Bible as we begin a new study in the Old Testament book of Hosea. Together, we'll hear the prophets speak to Israel from firsthand experience to warn them that they're breaking God's heart, just as surely as his family's circumstances broke his. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. What is it costing you in vet bills for that convenience of just pulling open a bag of formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits? That costs a ton of money anyways. How do you feed your dog to derive not only energy, but a good coat, bright eyes, and a great attitude? Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I found his raw meat diet on Dynavite.com. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite and the Super Omega on top of it. Try Super Omega fish oil. Buy two. Get one free. Ground beef, white rice, um, eggs, including the shells, and the Dynavite supplement, and then the Lico Chops. Try Lico Chops. Buy two. Get one free. It just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. Adding Dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. Their skin is so much better now that they're on the raw diet, I don't even give them the kibble anymore. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Don't let your home be invaded this season with rats and mice. Keep them away the most humane way with plug-in, pest-free, 100% chemical-free, totally safe for your family and pets, and environmentally friendly. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest-Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that has been scientifically tested and consumer-proven since 1995. Now that's fair income. With a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year manufacturer's warranty, what have you got to lose? Stop inviting unwanted rodents and pests in with baits. Say goodbye to traps and start saving money today with Plug-In Pest-Free. Order yours now at gopestfree.com and save 20% with promo code PEST20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Are you ready to start saving money? Gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. With Salem Surround, I can really tie it back to I'm helping people. As a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround, you'll have the tools to provide media solutions that surround your client's target audience. This is a very rewarding career. Whenever you can show actual proof and say, hey, look, this is what we were able to do for you this month, to be able to show that, you realize that I'm helping people and I'm making a difference. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, an equal opportunity employer. Join the Pittsburgh team at SalemSurround.com careers. I belong to a church that um, I look around, and it's a, it's a good mix of young and old. A lot of college students, a lot of gray hairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me happy to be there. I think, oh, this is the, the body of Christ. However, there's been a story this week about a church that essentially is saying, hey, you're gray hair, you're a boomer, we'd like you to leave and maybe come back. Michelle Van Loon is with us. Michelle uh, has written a piece of Christianity Today called Your Church Needs Boomers. 
how the hyper-focus on attracting the young can sideline the aging faithful. Michelle, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm good. It's great to be with you guys. Always good to hear from you, Michelle. Now, we're talking about a news story uh, from Cottage Grove, Minnesota, where a church called Grove United Methodist has decided to be part of a denominational effort to reboot. And as part of the reboot, apparently leaders are asking the 25 or so people who gather each week in the building to leave the building and worship at the nearby sister congregation while a team plants a new church on their campus. So according to the St. Paul Pioneer Press report, and I'm reading from your article in CT, these mostly older members have been directed <laughs> to wait 15 to 18 months after its launch before asking the new new leadership if they can come back. I'm going to be alive. <laughs> That's nice. Now, Michelle, <laughs> is this as bad as it sounds? Um. It depends who you ask. Uh, As more reporting has come out this week, um, the church has spoke, Washington Post ended up covering the story. Of course, it's a little bit more complicated than the first news story um, revealed. Um, And I really do think that the, the bigger story here, at least with this congregation, is that some pretty serious breakdowns in communication had occurred long, long before mm, okay. this story revealed. However, um, the the point is, and that I think that the uh, piece that I wrote, the op-ed that I wrote for Christianity Today, points to a bigger problem. And it's not just a boomer problem. It's a problem of um, perhaps even felt more strongly in the generation above the boomers, the greatest generation, and um, older Gen Xers are feeling it as well, which is that the churches that they helped to build and populate and program and run um, when they were younger, as they've gotten older um, and been pushed out of kind of that prime demographic that church planters and church growth strategists love to focus on, which is younger people, families, um, when they no longer fit in that um, peg anymore in that hole, um, they are being marginalized or shunted aside or disregarded. And um, it's, it's painful. It's a painful thing that sometimes I think echoes more our society's focus on youth and right. beauty and strength than it does on what how scripture tells us that we're right because it's it's painful it's unnecessary and it's self-defeating yeah but here's the deal for years we've been told the only people who are going to church are the old people so if the old people are leaving right. who's going to be left <laughs> it's kind of amazing isn't it yeah but at least, like, I think what what kind of um, caught a lot of people's attention about the the news story that you quoted at the beginning was that it was so blatant. You know, it was like, yeah. we need you guys to leave the building and stay away while we do this other wonderful thing, and then you can come back. Right. Now, I'm not sure that... You know, that that was the actual clear message. There's been some conflicting reports. But the reality is that a, a whole group of people heard you need to you need to leave and um, go somewhere else. 
you know, we have we have a plan for you, but you kind of need to stay out of the way while we do church our way. And Okay, and that's not, Michelle, that's not the only thing. It's not just this missive or this message from this Mm -hmm. one congregation. I think there are other things societally that are happening. You know, the the rise in technology has taken all of us by surprise in a lot of different ways, whether we're talking about how it affects our families or how it affects what we do in a day at work or how we worship on Sunday. All of a sudden there are video screens and all of a sudden there are bands and there's a lot of amplified music. And and so I'm wondering if you're if you're talking to someone who's 75 years old, if they feel like their own church in some ways has left them behind. Yes. Oh, yes. And, and I, I note in my CT piece that I have been writing and thinking and talking about second half of life, spiritual growth and development for a decade. And because I've kind of been in the trenches with this, this message in this group for a long time, I've heard stories, so many stories, mm. you know, and for every every person that now has space in their life because the nest is empty and they've got more room and energy to serve. Um, there's another person and it's pretty equally divided actually, at least in my, my unscientific experience. Um, the other group that feels like they've been pushed aside, um, except, you know, we're grateful that you write a check and we're grateful that you show up, but please don't ask much of of the rest of the church. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, and it, could, it can be sometimes worship style. The music is too loud or it's unfamiliar. You know, people, older people have a reputation sometimes for being um, resistant to change. Um, that's not always the case, but um, this is where some of that communication breakdown, I think, starts to occur in sure. some of these growth-oriented situations. Now, Michelle, in a lot of churches, and of course you know this, there are multiple services. But of course, in a smaller (laughs) church, perhaps there's just only one service, so you're stuck with whatever worship style is presented to you. I mean, the church that I attend to, there's an early service, which is a traditional, you know, a hymn-structured service. There's a a service at 11 o'clock where it's more contemporary. Um, I wish that these people who are being, and I do believe it is ageism in some way, that they are being sort of shunted aside, that there was another option to stay in the same building and to worship with the people that they grew up with. Right. And that, it, that, that's the sad kind of um, tale of this story. And, you know, as well-intentioned as it is, you know, there's a building that um, denominational leaders want to see filled and active and see that nursery used and all the rest. There's also people there that have a legacy and a heritage and incredible things to offer if if only they could. And this is not just happening there. It's happening in so many places, so many churches. Mm-hmm. And one commenter said to me this week, um, you know, we we boomers because i'm a boomer i'm 60 we boomers are the ones that created this culture that celebrates church growth and has video screens and rock music and services we're the ones that kind of innovated all those things so maybe we only have ourselves to blame that might be the case but um it's not healthy um 
No, it's not. No. Okay, so then, Michelle, then what happens? I mean, as you follow the story, obviously you followed the story closer than Kath and I have. Is there a resolution in sight? I mean, I mean, and, and you know how it is. Whenever you read a story, a news story, there's always gradations of truth within there. So I, I wonder right. what really is happening and what will happen to these people. Well, I think that that story is still being um, written. It's still unfolding. And um, I think that the the glare of publicity has um, taken everyone involved in that particular story by surprise. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. In my opinion, it's not a bad thing because it's forcing different conversations to happen and maybe... Maybe there still will be um, a happier or, or more healing resolution for this particular group. But yeah. for the rest, for, for so many that have heard the message that there's just not really a place for them in the church, it, that's the bigger conversation that I I just keep beating that drum, hoping right. that people will have. Right. Well, you know, it, if it comes down to what do we do with the program what do we do with the music or whatever all those things are downstream of whether you actually value what different generations can provide to a church and exactly. if you don't value that from the very beginning the music's that all that stuff Who i cares? mean that's not right that's yeah. not even a conversation worth having yeah. that's exactly you you have hit the nail on the head Thank and you. i i hope that um for some you know Drinking the the kind of um, water that fuels people to grow a church, like there's no life in it if we're not intergenerational and multi-generational. Scripture never, ever um, commends, you know, just um, shunting the old people off or segmenting the young people. If one of those primary ways that we are to understand ourselves in the body of Christ is as a family, then, um, you know, we need, even if, even if, you know, Aunt Edna's a little crotchety at the table, um, and the baby is crying, and the teenager is surly, you know, everybody needs to know that they're, they are welcome, and they belong, and not only to be, you know, treated as a project, but because they've got something important to offer and to teach and to give to the rest of the body of Christ. I'm right, and, yeah. and an understanding that whatever you have is not complete. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We need each other. Yeah. Thanks, I guess Michelle. it's one of those stories, uh, you know, we'll follow it under To Be Continued. Michelle Van Loon is with us. She's the author of six books. Her brand new work coming out uh, in the early spring, Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality at Midlife, releases uh, in April. Her piece at CT is called Your Church Needs Boomers. We'll take a break and uh, come back in a little bit. And uh, we're gonna. Oh, it's a Friday feature coming up. Oh, what's stuff going to, on? Stuff to do this weekend in Pittsburgh. I got plans. You? I got plans now. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in '84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. 
Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Join Cornerstone Television Network for our Be the Bridge broadcast. All week starting January 20th at 8 p.m. Learn how God has called our city to be a light in this world. Hear stories of lives changed and discover ways you can get involved to share the gospel of Jesus. Be the bridge for Pittsburgh and beyond. January 20 through 24, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone TV. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Liquor Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Liquor Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Liquor Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Upwork has the largest network of independent professionals like developers, designers, data scientists, you name it. And they're proven, rated, and reviewed. So when you need in-demand talent, on demand, Upwork is how. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. Tonight, rain, areas of fog late, low 38. Cloudy tomorrow with a rain or snow shower in spots in the afternoon, high 40. Tomorrow night, overcast with a rain or snow shower, low 30. Sunday, cloudy and breezy with a few flurries, high 37. Monday, cloudy with a flurry around, high Monday, 37. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. It's time for the Friday Feature. Each week, we'll give you a few recommendations of fun stuff you might consider that'll get you out of the house and off your screen as your weekend approaches. The Friday Feature this week is... Cool stuff in a cold time. Cool stuff in a cold time. Mm -hmm. All right, so you got plans to be out and about this weekend, Mm -hmm. Kath? And you have to accept the fact 
that it's probably going to be messy mm. and you're going to be cold. Fine. It's not going to snow, I mean, by any appreciable standards, right? No, I right? think so... it'll be fine. It might be a little rainy tomorrow again. Okay. Okay, that's what we have to I'd accept. I'd much rather have an umbrella than a snow shovel. Okay, give me an option. Okay, tonight. You want to go out tonight? I would like to go out tonight. The, Mike uh, and I. New Mike and I are going out tonight. All right, good. This is very cool. Mm-hmm. The uh, Cultural Trust presents its Winter Gallery Crawl. Oh, yeah, I like this. Uh Free exhibits, entertainment, other Mm -hmm. activities. It starts off at the Wood Street Galleries, Space 707, Mm -hmm. Penn Gallery, 937 Liberty Avenue. Features exhibitions by regional, national, international artists. 20 stops on the gallery uh, crawl. Includes Liberty Magic, the Backstreet Bar, Greater Pittsburgh's Art Console. And you just go from place to place. You look at some artwork. There's some pop-up food, a little bar. And just kind of hang out downtown in the cultural district. I like that. Very much. Now, the only thing is, Mike and I are going to have to go home first and get our, like, finery on. What? You're, like your hip clothes. <laughs> yeah, we have to do that. Absolutely. Because if we're going to do the gallery crawl, we have to look our best. Speaking of hip, Mike uh, got himself a new uh, haircut. That's a nice haircut. Looking Don't you think? super hip. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, very I nice. I think it's good. I appreciate it. All right, how about this? Uh, the Dollar Energy Fund, John, was created to help low-income households pay utility bills. You yeah. know, we've heard about mm-hmm. that sure, for sure. years, right? Yeah. So, to support its work, a cool-down for warmth event will be held, actually has already been held and will continue to be held, in the middle of Market Square. An ice house. There's an ice house? An actual ice house in the middle of Market Square. That's cool. Uh Visitors to the ice house uh, will be asked to donate to the Dollar Energy Fund's hardship program while becoming aware of the needs of those who struggle to heat their homes during the winter. Mm. This is a 1,000 square foot ice house. It took three days to build it. Oh, I'd like to go inside. And you can go down. Walk around. So I would assume it's right where the Christmas market is, Mm -hmm. right? There's a nice house. You can check it out uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Nice. It's eight feet tall. It includes a bathroom with a toilet, tub, and sink, complete with a faucet. Working. It also features appliances sponsored by Dormont Appliances, who, by the way, have done a very nice job helping me out with the two stoves I needed to buy. Very nice. Uh, It has a dining and living room and an attached garage. An ice house. Okay, uh-huh. so while you go to the gallery crawl tonight, you can stop on by the ice house Yeah, as well, okay? I think that'd be fun. All right. uh, tomorrow, again, downtown, is the annual Pittsburgh Pirate Fest. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, so you have to have a good sense of optimism. Yeah, you do, especially in January mm-hmm. when the pirates have done absolutely nothing to help their cause. And when, you know, Starling Marte is not going to be there. No. Because perhaps mm-hmm. he's thinking he's going to be on a different team. Yeah. If you're projecting, the Pirates may lose upwards of 100 games this year. Just saying. However, it's free and it's a PNC Park. So if, you know, you're oblivious to the losing <laughs> and you've got a very thick skin to the heartache and pain that you may have endured over the last 40 years. And you are optimistic by nature. <laughs> yeah. Well, then Pirate Fest may be for you. I'm just saying I'm a jaded Pirate fan Who's been hurt a little too much? All right. Lunar New Year. Oh. Widely referred to as Chinese New Year, though many other Asian countries do celebrate it, is the most important and celebrated holiday of the year for cultures rooted in a lunar calendar. I'm reading from the city paper. This festival is a spectacle that Marion Lean, president of the Organization for Chinese Americans Pittsburgh, can only describe as get ready, Christmas. Thanksgiving, and the 4th of July all wrapped into one. Whoa. Celebrations last 15 days from the first new moon to the first full moon, and it starts tomorrow. Nice. Okay. Where so, is it? Well, it's all... 
Well, it's Chinese New Year, so it's in a huge part of the globe. But, but isn't there like, yeah. you know, here in the city exactly. of Exactly. Here in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's Chinatown. You can imagine that food is an integral part of New- Lunar New Year tradition. Surely. And is meant to bring blessings. Okay. So I've looked at all sorts of things. Now, it says here in the city paper that five years ago you couldn't find anybody here in Pittsburgh who was celebrating it. Really? Or any places to go where you could sample really good food. But today, there's a considerable demand. Can I give you a couple options? Yeah, yeah. According to the city paper? Like Chinese food? Northeastern Kitchen. Hmm. It's a hidden gem on Forbes Avenue. Where? In okay. Forbes Avenue Forbes downtown Avenue. or Oakland? It doesn't say. It just says Forbes Avenue. So oh. you have to stay on it and see until you okay, come. Fine, Look fine. it up online, Northeastern Kitchen. Uh, also, Taiwanese Bistro Cafe 33. Yeah, nice. They're celebrating it. Okay. Also, Sichuan Gourmet on Murray Street and Squirrel Hill, which I've had many. Me a delicious and myself meal. and I. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kai Mei, which is also on Murray Avenue and Squirrel Hill. Uh-huh. Chengdu Gourmet on Forward Avenue, which I've driven by a bunch of times and never stopped in. Mm. And Everyday Noodles on Forbes Avenue and Squirrel Excellent. Hill. Excellent. All celebrating this weekend. The Lunar New Year. You know, speaking of Squirrel Hill, there are a ton of, of noodle places in Squirrel Hill. I love a noodle. You know that? Love do, you, a do you like pho or fa? Yeah. Fa. Fa. Yes, I love it. Yeah. I'm crazy about Very it. Nice. Uh, okay, how about this? But that's Vietnamese. Yes. But, but I'm you know, sure they celebrate the Lunar New Year. Sure they do. Pittsburgh Travel Showcase, David L. Lawrence Convention Center, downtown. Presentations, exhibits from 80 local, national, international tour and railway companies. Cruise liners, resorts, theme park oh, attractions. Oh, so like pick your vacation. Yeah. Three theaters will host more than 47 presentations. So you just go and... You know, live vicariously at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. You want to travel, that might be your destination. But you could book something there, too, oh, right? Sure you could, you like, can. settle on it. Yeah, yeah. So you could go and scout, and you could settle in the same day. Exactly. That's All terrific. right. So the Ice House, the Gallery Crawl, Chinese New Year, the um, there's so many options. Travel Showcase. I might have to not come in Monday because I'm still doing weekend stuff. She's exhausted. You and Mike out there tripping the town. All right. That's, uh, that's what's out and about this weekend. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new music. New New music. New music from Micah Tyler. Amen. I will fear no more by the afters. I will trust you. I will fear no more. And Big Daddy Weave with I know. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. If you're a homeowner, I've got great news that could save you money. In response to rising home prices, federal housing officials have stepped in to help make mortgages more affordable. Here's how. Some mortgage loans with specific maximum amounts are backed by government agencies and those borrowers receive lower interest rates because the government insures them but now the government is expanding the limits of these types of loans by 10 percent or higher so what does that mean for you it means a lot of people with mortgages will now qualify for lower interest rates because of this government expansion and they don't even know it so how do you know if you qualify easy just speak with one of our loan agents and ask if your mortgage now qualifies for a lower interest rate because of expanding loan limits for a free quote visit cashcallmortgage.com or call 800-457- 6947. That's 800-457-6947. 800-457-6947. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit CookedGooseCatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. I don't think it's uh, overstating the case that we live in a time of an epidemic. I'm sure within your circle you know someone who is struggling with an addiction. Mm -hmm. And probably within that circle, someone has overdosed. Perhaps someone you know has died from an addiction. Uh, We've talked over the years with many people, themselves addicts or lovers, friends of addicts, family of addicts. It is always a heartbreaking dichotomy to try to figure this out. It's it's a runaway train. In the last three years, John... um Three of my children's parents, three of my children's friends' parents have died from heroin overdoses. So there's my point. So, right? and it, so it's not just kids. It's parents. Right. Catherine James is with us. Uh, Catherine has written uh, an incredibly beautiful memoir called A Prayer for Orion, A Son's Addiction and a Mother's Love. And Catherine, welcome to the show. We're happy you're here. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's our pleasure. Catherine, you are such a beautiful writer. I'm so taken with your book. Uh, it just arrived today, and so I've only made my way through about the first 25% of it. Um, but you convey so beautifully in words the angst, the terror that comes mm-hmm. from a parent finding that their kid is doing something that they did not expect. Um, can you talk about your journey with your son and just those very beginning times, how it started? Sure. Um, well, let's see. You know, with drugs, it is sort of a uh, kind of a, a a slow, slow kind of figuring out what there's what what's going on, and that your child is involved in these things. And I think as parents, the truth is, we really do like to assume that the best of them, you know. You always think about the other kids on the playground, and those are the kids that have the problems about your own kid. It's actually a good kid, and he, he would never give drugs to other people, but other people might, you know, tempt your own kid. Um, all that to say, it's really hard to think in terms of your own child doing drugs yeah. or getting involved in anything like that. And so, um, you know, our son was hanging out with some kids that we knew were a little, you know, might be doing a few things here and there, but we loved them anyway very much so. And uh, 
it turns out that that our son was actually involved in those things and slowly but surely we, we discovered that and the journey began and it was actually in the end his friends who told us the extent of what he was doing yeah but Catherine, you know, uh, in the midst of all that, I commend b- b- both you and your husband yes, for I the openness of your communication with your son, because you know how it is more mm-hmm. often than not, addictions are buried and uh, they're the dirty, hidden secrets that people can't or won't speak about. Mm-hmm. So uh, as you spoke to your son, I mean, obviously he loved you as much as well and said, he said to you, mm-hmm. look, I've got, a tr- I've got trouble with this, so why mm-hmm. don't you go ahead and test me? Yeah, he did. And, and he wanted he wanted out. I think that he just had the good sense to know right away that... Uh, that he, um, you know, had a problem uh, and that he shouldn't have ever started that stuff. It's interesting because addiction runs in our family. Um, In fact, my husband remembers being in high school and he was drinking with his friends and that sort of thing. And he remembers remembers being at a party at one point. His friends are still, you know, they're just drinking and then they stop after a while. And he kind of just all of a sudden understood that he was different from everybody else because he couldn't stop Um, and so because of that, we've been really open and he's been really open with our kids about it too, but it does make you really susceptible to things and it might start out with something small and then eventually pills. And then, uh, it's just a short trip over to heroin. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, one of the passages early on in the book, which really struck me, was you, you call your son throughout the, a prayer for Orion's sweet boy, and you, you mm-hmm. walk into sweet boy's bedroom, and there he is with his knee up uh, in the position that he sleeps in, and you see mm-hmm. that his phone has a message, and from that message, it's someone in their style of language is not his friend's style, it's certainly not his style, and they're essentially mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to go score something, what, what do you mm-hmm. want? And so then yeah. when you went out and you told your husband, I mean, it broke my heart because you talk about your husband and his shoulders slumping and this resignation, mm-hmm. the, the fear of that, the shock of that in some way. And, mm-hmm. and throughout this whole yeah. journey, I mean, one of the things I, I really find interesting, you know, uh, being a parent, being an addict myself, is that sense mm-hmm. of guilt that, you know, mm-hmm. no matter the best parents, whether, you know, you, you know, there you are, you know, at Columbia, you know, or whether it's someone living, you know, you know, in the far fringes mm-hmm. of society, it, it doesn't really matter in some ways. It Addiction can, has no it boundary. It can still reach out and get you. Yeah. 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 It, it really can. And until you really understand that and also understand that it's a disease, it's a preventable disease, but it is a disease. Uh, you do look at uh, people and drugs and that kind of thing as being on the other side of the fence, you know, and it being their choice. Yeah. So it's very complicated, but it's important for us to uh, just really be talking about this, and especially in the church. Yeah. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a good thing. It's a very sad thing that our culture has had to start talking about it, but it is good that uh, people are paying closer attention to it. And um, in fact, it's interesting because I was on, uh, I was looking at some of your past episodes and I actually happened to come upon the one with Russell Moore. Yeah. Um, and I wish, oh my gosh, I wish his book could be sort of a companion book mm-hmm. to um, a prayer for Orion because he said everything that I would want parents to know these days yeah isn't that it's it's a terrific book the storm-tossed family is the one you're talking about yeah it's a it's a terrific book and it's honest Mm -hmm. and it's forthright and it's really practical um Mm -hmm. but what i love about your book that uh and i like how you're thinking about them together as companion pieces Catherine. your book is beautiful i mean you're Mm -hmm. such a skilled writer and you instantly 
took me into your to the I said angst at the beginning. I can't think of a better word uh, that you felt when you realized that your son who had told you, hey, I have this problem and you can check Mm -hmm. in on me and you were checking in on him. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. the thing you thought was over wasn't Mm -hmm. over. And I think that's the part of you want to expect the best out of your kids from the beginning. And then when they're honest with you about something they've screwed up in and they say, I'm going to not do it again. I've repented. You said your house was, as I remember, you know, half of a a Billy Sunday revival tent and half a carny. Mm -hmm. Right. There was a there's a lot going on. You're you're talk about that. So why did you describe your house like that? Oh, it's just, it was a crazy ride, honestly. Um, over the whole time, it was probably about five years where um, our home was sort of, was always an open home. And our kids had their friends over and we talked with them. My husband uh, is in ministry and he just gets along great with kids and they love him. And I like to think they love me. I don't know what they say behind my back. <laughs> I don't know, you burned my, my brownies, whatever. Uh, I'm not good in the kitchen, but um Anyway, so yeah, this was this was just a crazy time, and then uh, one of our kids' boyfriends at the time, one of our daughter's boyfriends, brought an old friend of his. Uh, he had stopped doing drugs, but he brought an old friend of his who he used to do drugs with over, and he said, "You need to talk to my dad." And then he sat him down and living room with my husband, and that's kind of the beginning of everything. Um, and it turns out that he was actually a heroin addict, which. In our minds, we felt like, oh, you quit heroin. Good. You can stay over here because you needed a place to stay. <laughs> and he had quit three weeks earlier. And we had no clue. You know, we were so green. We didn't know that heroin was a drug that you just, you know, relapse over, relapse. That relapse would happen. And it's a very, very difficult drug to get off. And you usually have friends that can get very dark. Um, thankfully, um, by God's mercy and grace, this kid ended up doing well and actually brought kids over to our house to talk as well. So he was almost the exception. Um, he stayed very close to God and he's now in ministry. Um, so we're really thankful for him. Uh, but because of him being here and our own kids, we just kind of ended up having people come through the house. And if somebody really needed a place to stay, I think we ended up being a safe place. We were, we were very welcoming and open, uh, even though we were ignorant. We didn't do everything right, but um, at the same point, we did try to, you know, prayerfully allow them to stay here and, you know, so, you know, God used it. That's all I can say. God used it. We saw some awful things. We saw some beautiful things. Catherine James is with us. Her brand new book is called A Prayer for Orion, A Son's Addiction and a Mother's Love. So what about that, Catherine? I mean, you know, anybody who's got teenage kids, uh, you know, people people show up. You don't know who idea, no, no idea who these are. But, you know, there you are. You're a person of faith. How, mm-hmm. uh, how willing and how free were you to talk about, you know, God without, you know, sort of feeling like, you know, oh, oh my, my kids think I'm a crazy person? <laughs> well, I think that that comes from just you know, our kids grew up with it, and so they were used to it. Even if they weren't doing well spiritually, they knew that that's what we were about. So um, if they brought their kids over here, there was going to be at least some exposure. I think part of it was that we were um, very, I guess, broken ourselves, maybe, just really honest about our own house. And, um, you know, so kids just felt comfortable talking to us. We shared about our past, just talked about the things that my husband and I used to do when we were younger, that sort of thing. And, um, 
I just think that they probably felt more comfortable. You know, if they throwed out the um, threw out the F bomb, we weren't going to flinch. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay. We can handle it. Yeah. Um, I think it was just you know just kind of an open environment. The more transparency. Than anything. Yeah. Yeah. So then, wh- what about your boy? I mean, what about Sweet Boy? Uh, he, uh, mm-hmm. he suffered some some close near misses, didn't he? Yes, yes. Two close misses. The first one was the worst. Uh, that was his overdose where um, it's, a, it's a long story how it all played out. But in the end, he ended up in the ICU on uh, um, life uh, support and he, because he went into septic shock and his heart also was failing. I think it was, gosh, it was beating at a certain point, beating about 14 times a minute, I think. Um, so it was just one of those situations where we're kind of being prepared for the worst and um <laughs> his friends literally came into the waiting room along with ours. We sat around and one of his friends suggested we sing. Somebody, it was a kid who basically started walking with God in our kitchen. He <laughs> kind of had a conversation. He got it. And uh, he started singing and we all sang and just pray, praying and praying. Just miraculous situations uh, happened where people were praying, even in like the Philippines. So, uh, he ended up making it, and it was, he wasn't expected to. It was going to be a very bad, bad overdose. And then his second overdose happened uh, later, and that was um, that was one that I had to kind of get to a point where I was able to deal with it spiritually with God. You know, because after he made it through that first one, I kind of felt like, okay, miracle done, let's move on. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like that, you know. It felt a little bit like, oh wow, you just slapped me in the face, God. Like, what the heck was that? <laughs> wow. Well, Catherine, so, I uh, I can't wait to finish it. It it's really good. that good. I mean, we 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 read books for a job. I mean, it's what we do for a living. This one mm-hmm. really grabbed me. Fabulous. You've done really amazing work good. with it. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah well. I hope people can really be blessed by it. We will, and we are. So uh, blessings to you and Catherine. It doesn't come lightly. Uh, We pray for you and for your family. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Catherine James, A Prayer for Orion. you got to find this book. It's so good. A Son's Addiction, A Mother's Love. We'll take a break and come back. we got lots more ahead. We're just getting underway. Uh, It's hour one of the ride home with John and Kathy. (laughs) You know, um, plants... The healing power of plants, is that such a thing? It's so good you can toss your CPAP out. What's next? From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-777-1225. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they 
they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-777-1225. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-777-1225. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-777-1225. 800-777-1225. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free, by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. Autocorrect on my iPhone will change the word previous and precious because it's only one letter different. This Valentine's Day, Word FM presents Date Night with comedian Marty Simpson. So on my 19th wedding anniversary, I accidentally tweeted, I've loved spending the last 19 years with my previous wife. A night to laugh as a couple. February 14th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. General admission, just $30. VIP dinner tickets also available. Hashtag sleeping on the couch. At wordfm.com slash date night. You know the CPAP things. Those little uh, face masks. Right. With, right. Yeah. You have a sleep apnea issue. Right. I saw this thing today in Woman and Home, which I believe is a website I've never visited before. What's it called? It's Woman and Home. Woman and Home. Both singular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about a way to get rid of your CPAP. Okay, now this is not clinical advice. Let me just tell you, I am bringing this up simply as a matter of conversation that it seems kind of like people will believe anything. There is an idea out there that pineapple plants can help reduce snoring uh-huh. as they produce oxygen and improve the air quality of a room. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Okay. And so because of this, the pineapple plant is going to put out so much oxygen mm-hmm. that you're not going to need your CPAP anymore. Sure. Okay? Makes sense. Now, I have to tell you, I've read this article three or four different times. Yeah. I'm not convinced of its... Um, Scientific validity. Exactly, or value. Mm-hmm. But I am saying that the thing I thought was so entertaining is that pineapple plants will take a long time to grow, between 21 and 24 months, and are usually grown in Holland. (laughs) But in the meantime... Yeah. So if you think about this for the next two years, maybe you could contact someone in Amsterdam who can start a pineapple plant for you. And what about the light requirements of a pineapple plant? There's nothing listed about that. Because once you put it in your bedroom, I mean, right, you know, most people's going, bedrooms are fairly dim because right, you want to sleep. Right. It's going to need some significant light to I would keep think going. So. Right. I, and and my question is why, I mean, any plant is going to take in carbon dioxide and put out oxygen. Sure. I believe that's how photosynthesis works. I right. seem to remember that. Got right? that good. So why good is job. the pineapple plant better mm-hmm. than any other plant? 
That's under the uh, faulty science uh, text. I think it is. But this is why I bring it up. Even if it's not going to help you, and even if you can't get rid of your CPAP, I think having plants in your bedroom is a lovely idea. Oh, it is. Very much so. I don't think a lot of people do that. I think if you have a plant, you'll often see it in someone's living room or kitchen or something. But I think putting one in the bedroom, I'm giving that an A+. Do you have one? No. Oh. But after I read this, I thought, I'm going to. Very nice. What about you? Uh, you, Because you love plants. I do. I've got a plant in the bedroom. I've got plants in the bathroom. I have plants in the bathroom. Yeah. Bathroom is an easy place to grow a plant oh, sure because is. it has all the you know it, moisture from the shower. Right, and exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So what? So like you're all ahead of the game here. No, I'm. You've just... You've always had a beautiful plant. I just plant have a lot of house plants. I like house plants. Do you feel like it's helping you to breathe well at night? Not in the least. No. Mm. And I don't have a CPAP, but like most guys, I do emit a few Z's. Do so? Are you a snorer? I've been known to uh, be nudged once or once or twice. Really? You know? Hey, okay. hey, hey, pup. Let's okay. go. I don't. I don't think I am a snorer. I, I think, haven't heard that I am. I think my wife would like to stick a, a pineapple in my mouth mm. to stop me from snoring, well, but not she, the pineapple plant. Well, twenty-one to twenty-four months. Just okay. tell her to start now. Just bide your time. One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump made pro-life history this year, becoming the first sitting president to attend in person the March for Life rally. He reminded the tens of thousands of pro-life Americans gathered on the National Mall that he's been standing with them since his first day in office. House impeachment managers are wrapping up their final day of arguments in the Senate impeachment trial of President Trump. Today's session devoted to Article 2, claiming the president obstructed Congress are refusing to allow some members of his administration to testify and refusing to hand over certain documents. On Wall Street, stocks are closing with broad losses as increased fears that an outbreak of a deadly Chinese virus could spread globally. The Dow today fell 170 points. The Nasdaq was off 87 and the S&P down 30. This is SRN News. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. When was the last time that your kids had fun at the dentist's office? Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. It's really important that the kids have a great and fun 
own first few experiences. Moms really appreciate the time that we spend to make sure that their kids are not feeling rushed and that we really have a lot of fun in the office. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford. You have my word on it. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Join Cornerstone Television Network for our Be the Bridge broadcast. All week starting January 20th at 8 p.m. Learn how God has called our city to be a light in this world. Hear stories of lives changed and discover ways you can get involved to share the gospel of Jesus. Be the bridge for Pittsburgh and beyond. January 20 through 24, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone TV. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Tonight, rain, areas of fog late, low 38. Cloudy tomorrow with a rain or snow shower in spots in the afternoon, high 40. Tomorrow night, overcast with a rain or snow shower, low 30. Sunday, cloudy and breezy with a few flurries, high 37. Monday, cloudy with a flurry around, high Monday, 37. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. Five o'clock hour of The Ride Home. It's been, uh, it's been a long week, and finally Friday is here. We want, we want to thank everyone who contributed to the Cross International Campaign. Sure do. Uh, we talked about raising money for kids in Africa over the last three days, providing food and water, basic medical care. Uh, you guys came through again, as you always do. We just want to say thanks to everyone who took Very part. Very much. Fabulous. Hey, uh, did you hear the news yesterday that uh, Jim Lair uh, yeah, I heard passed that. away yes. at the age of 85? I was sad to hear that. Now, you'd have to be a certain age to, to know that uh, Jim Lair's name, but for 36 years... He gave public television audiences a, a substantial, down-the-road, uh, sort of middle-of-the-road newscast. It was an alternative in many ways to the um, you know, NBC, ABC, mm-hmm. the network news. I was a fan, and I often watched uh, G- uh, Jim, uh, Jim Lair. Uh, I just... I'm sorry to see him go. He's oh, kind of yeah. one of a kind. Me too. I was surprised to hear he was as old as he was. 85. Yeah. He did the show for, I mean, 36 years producing a show. Now, for years, it was just him in front of a microphone on a single topic. 
one single topic for a half hour. Then uh, later on, he added um, Robert McNeil. They became uh, a team for almost two decades. It was the McNeil Lair News Hour that ran until 1995. Then it was renamed the News Hour with Jim Lair, which continued until 2009. Mm-hmm. He was one of the guys. Jim Lair was, you know, in the stream of Walter Cronkite, one of the guys that you trusted. When I think of him, I think of those piercing brown eyes he mm-hmm. had. And I didn't know him or watch him in his earlier iterations, only um, in the most recent ones. And he, he just seemed like a dude who was trying. He says this, I have an old-fashioned view that news is not a commodity. Mm-hmm. News is information that's required in a democratic society. Mm-hmm. That is so far afield from where we are today where news is all about the commodifying of information for the profit, for the draw, right. for the numbers. Right. Who do you trust? Now when you look at the uh, the news media, oh, is there anybody when you tune in and you go, that's my person, that's the person you know, I'm that's, most invested in? I have become cynical. Me too. Do you have anybody? I have a, couple, have a, I have a couple people. I'll be honest, I tend to trust radio people more than, more than TV people. Yeah. I, I, I do. I think I that's a good point. I, don't, I think it's just the TV has become so... Fluffy. And commodified. Mm-hmm. Not that radio isn't, but it doesn't seem the same to me. So radio seems like a safer harbor mm-hmm. to me. Um, I really like Dennis Prager. Prager, you. Yeah, I like yeah. Prager. Um, I don't agree with him on everything. But again, I think that's one of the things that to trust somebody doesn't mean you have to buy in to everything they say. It's do you trust them as a person? Right. Okay, but that's you the might, camp that we live in, though, right? right? So I, I think I mean, it's, I think it's important to say that. I think my uh, the number one person I've trusted for years when it comes to talk radio is Michael Medved. Mm-hmm. I've listened to Michael for no a long on time. The network, right? I still listen to Michael. I, I subscribe to his podcast. I very much enjoy him and his perspective on news. The number one active reporter I trust is Greg Clugston. Yeah, who's on our show every Monday. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, I, to, for me, there is no single person that I, is my go-to person anymore. There just isn't. Um, I, you know, when I'm flipping the dial and I'm looking at cable news. I know people are going to hate me for it, but I just go by it all. Yeah. I really don't spend a lot of time right. on cable news. Do you? Right. No. I no. mean, whether it's I Fox or CNN, I just don't. I probably cable news five hours a year. If that. Yeah. But you I know just, people I who watch it, it incessantly, Sure, I understand. Nonstop. But haven't we crossed over into a bad situation when news has become entertainment? Yes. Because when news is entertainment, all of a sudden you're going to realize that you're hearing way more opinion than reporting, which is what's happened well, in the what last 10 years. Well, that's you think it is? Yes. I mean, you know, what's Jim Lehrer saying? He is just, news is information that's required yeah. in a democratic society. Right. But now, you know, with the advent of cable news, all of a sudden you got 24 hours mm-hmm. to fill. So we better create something or, you know, we've created news personalities or opinion personalities. I'm not all that interested in that. How about in the old days, you know, where there was the network news, whether it was Walter Cronkite or, you know. Brian Williams, you mean? But before we found out he was making stuff up about being on a helicopter? All these things. See, that's the thing. Right. Is that you find out. When you watch- about, or what about Dan Rather and him getting canned because of what he, what he was saying about G.W. Bush? Yeah. Like, I, sorry. What's the frequency, there's, there, there's a reason why I'm cynical. is because the press has fallen down on the job. Watching Anderson Cooper? 
I watch Anderson Cooper every Come once on. in a while. I mean, like online. Watch I don't him see. on New Year's Eve. Oh, that was a really fine no, show. No, was New that Year's was Eve. that awful? Yes, it was. Did you? I won't what, go into what, the details. Was he, was he doing the dropping of the ball thing? He in was Times drunk Square? again. No. Again. Really? Yes. And uh, uh, unprintable, un- unsayable things on the air. Yes. And this is a guy like, you know, who's the mainstay and is on 60 Minutes. Unsayable things on the air wow. that were laughed off. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. You know who I like? Hmm. I like Brit Hume. Yeah, but Brit Hume is not. Well, yes, that's true. Brit Hume is on the air. Yeah, he's on Fox yeah, News. Yeah, we saw him at I mean, I, again, I don't see him on Fox News, but I often will see a clip here and there online. Right, right. Who do you trust? I don't know. I like you. Thank you. I like you too. I like well. Mike. I trust you. Okay. But, you know, we're not necessarily no, a news program. I'm not a reporter. We're entertainment. Right. Right? We're here for the laughs. At least but, I am. <laughs> but maybe we should focus more on trying to get the real story and not as much about being entertained. Well, that's a hard job. I know. In today's I know. I'm the, just what saying is the we real story? Right. Everything is through a filtered lens. What time is All it? All right. The good news is what? Your weekend's begun. Oh, yes, it has. Gosh, that was serious. Past. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine Jim Lair dancing to the music? I would like to see Jim not. Lair dance to the music. It's 11 minutes past the 5 o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon in this corner of the world. All is right and well, thank goodness, for a Friday afternoon. Coming up next, Daniel Darling, live from today's March for Life. Okay, so uh, the weekend is here. Which means that I'm hungry. I'm always hungry at this time because you start talking about food, and I think I wish I was at the Spring House instead of being here. It might be a good time to go down to the Spring House because uh, happy anniversary to you, Marsha, and the Spring House. Hi. Thanks, guys. I know it's so fun, so exciting. So is this anniversary weekend, Marsh? Yeah, it is. This is our 44th anniversary wow. weekend, and we did um, free desserts all day today with everybody that got a meal. Tomorrow we're doing a free soup for everybody, and we're also going to have a pancake breakfast in the morning from 9 to 11 a.m., and we'll be open till 7 o'clock tomorrow night with our free soups for lunch and supper. And then on Sunday, we're doing our um, all-you-can-eat ham and turkey dinner, including drinks, desserts, the works for 1244 to celebrate the 44th anniversary. We'll have music, and it'll be a really fun time. We have all kinds of 44-cent specials going on, too, like a... 44 cent ice cream cones and 44 cent loaves of bread. Nice. All kinds of good stuff like that. Marsha, when you talk to your mom and dad and you go back to that early days, what was that like? I mean, 44 years ago, when they opened the doors of the spring house, they never could have imagined what they would create. I think you're right, John. I think it just, just God is amazing. He just took us little turtle step by turtle step mm-hmm. <laughs> to get where we are today. Yes. And a lot of sweat with those turtle steps. Hmm? Yes, a lot of sweat, blood, tears, the works. <laughs> well, congratulations, Marsha. We love you guys. Um, we love everybody out at the Spring House and everyone out there. If you're looking for some good food this weekend and you want a good celebration, then head out to the Spring House in 84 PA and celebrate alongside the family. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new music. New, new, new music. One day, new from Cochran and Company. One day, the color of our skin won't cause a divide. You've always been by Unspoken. Everything I needed, Lord, you've always been. And Matt Marr with Alive and Breathing. You're still alive and breathing. 
the best new music, and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Every January since 1974, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, if you look at it in an aggregate fashion, tens of millions of people have made a pilgrimage to Washington, D.C., sometimes in the absolutely wretched weather of January, to march against abortion in America. Today, the 47th annual National March for Life happened in Washington, D.C. That's incredible. And today, for the very first time, a sitting president, the president of the United States, addressed the crowd at the March for Life. To all of the moms here today, we celebrate you, and we declare that mothers are heroes. Your strength, devotion, and drive is what powers our nation. And because of you, our country has been blessed with amazing souls who have changed the course of human history. We cannot know what our citizens yet unborn will achieve, the dreams they will imagine, the masterpieces they will create, the discoveries they will make. But we know this, every life brings love into this world. Every child brings joy to a family. Every person is worth protecting. And above all, we know that every human soul is divine and every human life, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of Almighty God. Today, of course, was the March for Life in Washington, D.C. Daniel Darling is with us. Daniel's vice president for communications for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission on the Southern Baptist Convention. No, let's try that again. Sorry. Sorry. Today, of course, was the March for Life in Washington, D.C. Daniel Darling is with us. Daniel is vice president for communications for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. He is also the author of several books, including Teen People of the Bible, Crash Course, The Original Jesus, and The Dignity Revolution. Daniel, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to join you here from D.C. from the March for Life. Now, Daniel, I know this isn't your first time there, so talk about today. How was it the same? How was it different than previous years? Well, you know, I've been coming to the March probably, this is my seventh year. Um, so every year, it's great. It, it It's one of the experiences that I think if you can do this, at least once in your life, you should. Uh, it's a great crowd, very diverse, very young, uh, young people, um, a lot of women here. So, you know, contrary to what kind of the media narrative is. But this year was obviously different because, the, you know, there was a buzz in the air because the president uh, was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the weather was also good. Some years we've had – I've been in the March where there's, there's snow, there's ice, there's rain. Uh, but this was really good weather. So it was a great crowd, an energized crowd. I think also, too, you know, pro-life people are encouraged. We sense a lot of momentum on the legislative front across the states and uh, perhaps at the Supreme Court and in the, some of the things that the president has done on pro-life with, with the power that he has. So I think there's a lot of momentum here. There's a lot of renewed excitement um, in the pro-life movement. Nice. So uh, this is uh, pretty amazing that this was the first time a sitting president of the United States would address the March for Life rally. So talk about that. I mean, uh, how was he received? What did the president say that struck you? Well, you know, he um, it is very significant uh, because while we've had pro-life presidents who were great, you know, uh, President George W. Bush, uh, President Reagan, um, and many others were were very um, pro-life. Uh, but obviously, for the president uh, to attend is a significant moment. And I think it, it's significant for a couple of reasons. I think, one, you know, it, it's a signal <clears throat> just of, hey, you know, from the highest office in the land, we're with your movement. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we're with you. We resonate with you. Um, um, but secondly... It shows the strength of the movement. So if you think about 1973, when Roe versus Wade decision comes down, most people just thought, well, that, that's it. Abortion will be legal. And they did not envision 47 years later a movement so strong that uh, at least, you know, the president of a major political party feels like he has to be there um, politically, you know, so it shows the strength of the movement. And, and I think it's a real testament to the enduring nature of the pro-life movement. Mm-hmm. Daniel, talk about the president himself. We know that, what, 10 or 15 years ago, the man wasn't pro-life. I mean, I, I, I never heard him out there doing a pro-choice thing, but I think if people asked him, you know, what you would think 10 or 15 years ago, he would say, yeah, it's a woman's right to choose. So talk about how people can change their minds. I mean, this story, his story gives me hope. Yeah, and we really don't know the president's motives of, of, of why he is pro-life. Um, we don't know if it's political motives or if it's a deep conviction. Um, but, you know, as someone who's been in the pro-life movement for a long time, we can be grateful for the actions he's taken uh, and grateful that the movement is strong enough that a Republican president uh, has to be pro-life in many ways. And I think that's really great. And I, and I do think the pro-life movement um, is in the business of, changing people's minds on this issue. And so we're not the kind of movement that says, where have you been? Right. But we're the kind of movement that says, welcome home. Yes. You know, thank you for changing your mind on this. And, and it's, it's like this with any kind of movement for justice, that whether it's racial reconciliation or immigration reform or, you know, any other kind of movement, the best way to, to 
to influence people is, is to not say, well, how, where were you 10 years ago? But I'm glad you're here now, and I'm glad you're part of our movement. That's so good. I think that should really be the response. It doesn't mean that um, when you have a president come that, you know, the pro-life movement is endorsing everything he does or all of his behavior or, you know, owning every every single tweet or, or whatever. But it is a testament, I think, to the strength of of the pro-life movement. Daniel Darling is with us. We're talking about uh, today's March for Life at the nation's capital. Uh, Daniel, in, in reading about you, uh, you are pro-life for a very particular family reason. Talk to us about your brother. Yeah, so my brother, when I was five years old, I remember it this day. My parents picked me up at kindergarten, got me off early, and we went to um, an adoption agency, and we picked up my, my brother, who's newborn. My parents adopted him and uh, I didn't know this at the time, but we found out my brother in reconnecting with his birth uh, mom and his birth family a couple of years ago realized that uh, she was in a crisis pregnancy, could not support a child, and uh, nearly had an abortion until uh, a Christian family member talked her out of it. It was probably five or six hours, and so realities like that uh, just make me thankful for the pro-life movement. So, Daniel, you know, there's a lot of women. What's that? I'm sorry. Say, I'm sorry. So you're saying, Daniel, that your brother was five or six hours away from being aborted. Yes, absolutely. And here's the thing that is so great about the, the movement. Um, you know, that for a lot of young women, they don't know that there's a choice. Uh, they think that's the only option. And there was an adoption agency there that said, no, there is another choice. Um, so... You, you, you know, and I think that's kind of one of the things uh, that we're trying to do. We're trying to change laws. We're trying to change hearts. But we're also trying to show women in crisis that, hey, there's a there's a um, another option. There's another way. There's a uh, you, you can raise this child. You can have a flourishing life. And we as a community are here to help you. I think a lot of churches and local communities are doing this and coming around young women and saying, we want to help you raise this child. We want your baby to flourish, but we also want you to flourish as well. Daniel Darling with us, Vice President for Communications for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. All right, our time's almost up, Daniel. We know you're going to get in an Uber in just a minute. Anything else remarkable about today's March for Life that you can tell us? Um, You know, it's just an amazing experience being there, seeing the throngs of people on the National Mall, um, seeing the makeup of the crowd. It's a diverse movement. I'm not one that's big for marches and protests, uh, but this is a different kind of protest. It's a joyful one. It's a happy one. Um, it's, it's a, you know, uh, a lot of young people, a lot of uh, diversity. And the other thing I think is just great too is, you know, well, there's two things really. One, one of the things that we're doing when we march is we're saying, um, that we're going to we're going to keep coming back every year and we're not going away mm-hmm. until the law respects uh the dignity of the unborn but the second thing is it makes you great to be in this great country as, as flawed as america is with all of our issues and problems you know when i'm marching in the march for life and i see the washington monument and the capitol it 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 really makes you proud to be an american and proud that the fact that we can march in the streets there's a lot of countries where there's no freedom to assemble. There's no freedom to protest. You know, marches like this are shut down uh, from the government. People are arrested and all that. So I think it just makes you grateful for what God has given us. 
Fabulous. Hey, Daniel, thanks so much for checking in. We really appreciate uh, you being at the March for Life today, your advocacy for the unborn, mm-hmm. and uh, checking in here with us today. We're really uh, happy that you're here. Well, thank you all for having me, and I uh, appreciate the work that you're doing. Our pleasure. Daniel Darling, his latest book is called The Dignity Revolution. Daniel Darling. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800 727 If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-727-9105. 800-727-9105. 800-727-9105. It's time. It is time. There was a long, long break. There was a lot of sleeping in. Yes, there was. There weren't. There wasn't homework. There weren't books out on the coffee table at the dining room table. The backpack was kind of forgotten. Right. As a father, at first, I was like, "Yeah, you go for it. Go for a deep dive. I know you've worked really hard, and just relax." But the break was so long, it started to make me anxious. So now, college students are back, and we're talking particularly about our college students because we have kids that go to Grove City College, and classes began. Today, right. I talked to my daughter last night on the phone, and I said, "So, is this semester going to be more difficult or a little easier than last semester?" And there was this dead silence, and she said, "It's impossible to know." Mm-hmm. And I think that's true, right? My boy feel, felt the same way. He had let out this sort of collective groan sigh when he realized it was time, because you see the mountain that is ahead of you. And like everyone who is an adult and has had some measure of moving forward in their life, you see the burden. Your choice is to do the Mm -hmm. burden or not. That's right. To step up to the plate or to just close your eyes and let life go by. Right. So today at Grove City College, thousands of kids have picked that burden up. As this new spring semester starts, they have decided to bear that burden and move forward. Now, as parents of kids that are there, I'm encouraged. Uh, been there, done that. It's difficult to be alive, to shape a future for yourself. But I've got great confidence in those minds, those teachers, administrators that are at Grove City. So here we are in the first week of the first month of the year. If your child is thinking forward about where to land next year, the year after, Mm -hmm. Kath and I would wholeheartedly suggest you look online at Grove City College, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. God told Isaiah to walk the earth naked for three years, and here's how much faith Isaiah had. He did it! This Valentine's Day, Word FM presents Date Night with comedian Marty Simpson. Which I think explains the credibility issue Isaiah had with the Old Testament Jews. At Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Little kids would come in the house and be like, Mama, Mama, the Messiah's coming, the Messiah's coming. Who told you that? Isaiah told me that. Naked Isaiah tell you that? General admission, just $30 at wordfm.com slash date night. Go to your room. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
Tonight, rain, areas of fog late, low 38. Cloudy tomorrow with a rain or snow shower in spots in the afternoon, high 40. Tomorrow night, overcast with a rain or snow shower, low 30. Sunday, cloudy and breezy with a few flurries, high 37. Monday, cloudy with a flurry around, high Monday, 37. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Hey, Marty Simpson is with us. Word FM annual date night, February 14th, Christ Church at Grove Farm. Do not miss this. Marty's a very funny guy. Hey, Marty, that's a, that's a tough mantle to have as being a very funny guy, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a lot of fun to be introduced as the funny guy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a, Undue pressure. a burden, really, that you have to carry around. Mm-hmm. It's like, dance, dance, show pony. <laughs> exactly. And you, do you ever say, I am not your circus dog? Do you ever say that to anybody? No, I, I mean, people are always like, oh, you're a comedian, tell us a joke, you know, and I'm kind of like, oh, what do you do? You're a doctor, write me a prescription, you know. Uh, rough. That's a good point. No, that's a good point. <laughs> we, we don't make everybody do their thing when we're talking to them, but no, no. we're making Marty do his thing. Right. We walk around with headphones all the time. Right. I'm always interviewing people, like in the <laughs> checkout line, wherever. Right. What do you got, lady? Right. What's going like, on, oh, you're a, radio, you're a radio guy. Can you record my voicemail for you? Oh uh, yeah. Right, nobody Hi, does this that. W N O K Marty Simpson. Right. All right, Marty, Please I want to hear I want to hear about the first time you did a stand up thing. Like did you did you have a joke you told to somebody that, like Thanksgiving when you were nine or you know, what was like you, when you look back your first act? You're talking about not the first time I held a microphone with a crowd in a comedy club, right. but like what what was the descendant like way back exactly like forefather of why it all happened okay um i think that it was probably going to be traced back to my brother won what would be called the mr spring valley pageant which was a mock like parody of miss america pageant for our high school and parody of the miss spring valley pageant where they play the piano they sang it was serious and um, the Mr. Spring Valley pageant was mostly guys lip syncing Rolling Stones songs and, you know, wearing a shirt occasionally and running around on stage and not having any talent or anything. But my brother was super talented, played the piano and, and was just an awesome, talented person. And he dressed up like Dolly Parton and uh, wore a wig and then put balloons in his shirt to mm-hmm. represent accuracy for Dolly Parton. And then while he was playing the piano as Dolly Parton, pretended to not be able to see the keys uh over the balloons with his hands and like messed up and then sang nine to five and he won got a standing ovation when i was in like fifth or sixth grade and i thought man that's that's kind of cool what he just did there and so when i got into the ninth or tenth grade i said i want to be in the mr spring valley pageant because it was like 400 people leaping to their feet for my brother and so i had seen evening at the improv i don't know if that's dating me or y'all remember that show evening at the improv yeah yeah but we saw, yeah, I saw a guy juggle and do some, uh, do a scarf dance, like, um, to some classical music. And I told my dad, I was like, I think I can do this. And so I, I quite literally plagiarized the entire thing and copied this guy's act, uh, letter for letter. And it's online. You can see it on my website. Kind of, you can go to my YouTube channel and scroll back in there. And uh, I won Mr. Sophomore and Mr. Grand Talent. And, um, uh, that was the first time I actually stood on a stage and told a joke or two. Wow. And I remember, um, the previous year, they asked questions at the pageant, you know, like, what, you know, and then some things got said that were inappropriate the previous year on those impromptu questions by other contestants. And so the principal made a rule that you had to uh, submit your, what your answer of the question was going to be ahead of time this year for my year. And so that was technically my very first joke writing. 
because the question was, um, what is the wildest side of your personality? And so everybody was just saying, I surf, I do whatever, whatever. And I wrote uh, this answer was, it's not, it's not my top side or my bottom side or my left side or my right side. Um, and I'm not down by the wayside or by the riverside or by your bedside. Uh, it's not my north side or south side. But if you put all that aside, well, the answer to the question is I just couldn't decide. You know, that's pretty good, and Mr. So Sophomore. Was, yeah, it was. It, I, I was proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of silly, but uh, the, so that would be it. And then I think being very sarcastic and and mean as a school teacher in Christian school was probably the other impetus for it all because the students begged me for nine years while I taught to do stand-up comedy because I guess I just was that teacher that quit doing lesson plans after like a year or two and uh, not knowing what I was going to teach when I was in the classroom. So I distracted them uh, by being funny, I think, is sort of what happened. <laughs> the quality Christian education you can trust. <laughs> From former teacher Marty Simpson. Uh, it's Word FM's <laughs> annual is... date night. It's a night of laughs at Christchurch at Grove Farm in Swickley. Friday, February 14th, featuring comedian Marty Simpson. Marty, we can't wait. See you soon. All right. I can't wait to see you guys. Had your family ever faced hunger at a level where their life was at risk or had little or no access to clean drinking water? For children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Word FM and Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries to solve this crisis. A $62 one-time gift provides food, water, and also Bibles. You can get involved right now by calling 866-806-2977 or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. 
Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. So this is the time when we... Look back. Mm -hmm. Take a little sense of what the week was we just went through. Things happen fast. They sure do. Holy and sometimes smokes. you forget what happened 12 hours ago, 24, Yep. let alone seven days. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time. All right. Here Are we you go. ready? What was everyone talking about this week? All right. So everyone talking this week, John. Yes. Everyone was talking, at least in this neck of the woods, about AB. It's such a heartbreak. I mean... It's a slow motion train wreck, and as crazy and as you know, how he burnt the Steelers, and then the, you know, and how unbelievably the, unlikable he was. He is, but seriously, and everyone's saying the same thing: oh, CTE or you know, addiction or whatever. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, this guy is so deeply out of control; he needs help, and I don't think he's going to get it. I really don't. That's what I think people are talking about. Everyone also talking about impeachment. Oh. Haven't we said impeachment every yeah. single Friday in the weekend review much, for every like week. five years? Yeah, because that's what everybody is talking about. It's a nightmare. Well. Or are they? I mean, do, be, do people care about it? It's a good question. Right? I mean, we're, we're following it along because it's part of our lives. But you talk to the regular man on the street and, and you with, said impeachment, they go, yeah. I'm not paying attention, or oh, uh, with every last breath. All right, maybe nobody's talking right, about okay. it. All right, next, Mike. What was a conversation that made you think? All right, I'll start this one out. All right, thanks. On Monday's show, John, uh, we talked about Howard Thurman. Yes. Howard Thurman being one of the sages, one of the pastors, one of the thinkers that breathed life into the worldview that became Martin Luther King Jr.'s. Mm-hmm. I never had heard of Howard Thurman until last weekend. Right. I was sadly ignorant of who he was, what he preached, his impact on MLK Jr., but a new documentary by uh, Martin Doblemeyer, who, Doblemeyer, I said it wrong. Thank you. Doblemeyer, who joined us on the air, it really brought Howard Thurman to life for me. I, I just, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. February 6th at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Coming up, Martin Doblemeyer will be here. We'll talk about Howard Thurman, and you can watch his most excellent documentary. All right. I'll see your egg, uh, or I'll see your um, uh, Howard uh, Thurman Mm -hmm. and raise you an egg sandwich. (laughs) Because we talked about, you know, a lot of deep deep and different things as the week went on. But we had that one conversation about an egg sandwich, and I can't get that out of my head. Really? Yeah. So it was a Wall Street Journal article about how the Japanese make an egg sandwich. Yeah. And of course... In our conversation, it morphed into, what do you love about an egg sandwich? Right. So every morning I wake up and I go, oh, make an egg sandwich. And I go, I, I just, I'll get to that. Tomorrow morning, I've got a date with an egg sandwich. And is it going to have copious amounts of mayonnaise? Uh, I don't think so. No. No. 
You know what will have copious amounts of? What is the point? You have hot sauce. No. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to drown it. You're not even going to taste the no, salty. No, no, no. I have a little punch there. No. Come on. Cheese and hot sauce on no, the egg sandwich. I, okay. And I'm going to cut the crust in the bread as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's ne- what I'm thinking. Next, Mike. What did you eat? Oh, well, All right. we just talked about what? Yeah, we just talked oh, about the egg about sandwich. Future eating. Yeah, future. Okay, so this is what I ate in the past. This past week. This is going to sound like an ad. Mm. But I feel like it needs to be said. If you like cornbread, do you like cornbread? Oh, yeah. Mike, do you enjoy yourself some cornbread? I love cornbread. So do I. One of my favorite type of breads. Okay, let me help both of you. Okay. You know, my uh, predilection, my first resort is always to make something from scratch. It's always better. Okay, you start with the very, you don't buy a mix of anything. You make it from scratch. Except this. Cornbread mix. The Trader Joe's cornbread mix. Is so delicious. I'm telling you, I have made I have made it, and then I've thought, well, surely I can make something from scratch better. Oh, sure. I am not able to. I have tried all sorts of recipes. It doesn't matter. Whatever recipe you have for cornbread, it's time for you to leave it behind and just embrace the Trader Joe's really? cornbread mix because in the end, you will be happy. So you made some this week? Two. Two? Twice? Two. You? Mm-hmm. You? Two. Mm-hmm. Do you have it plain or do you put something on it? Well, it's an interesting question Thank because you. there's enough sugar in it that you should be able to have it plain. And, of course, it's delicious on its own. Yes. But I choose to cut it in half and put butter on it. Of course you do. That makes a it's cornbread. It's just better. Swab it on That's there. what I was That's eating this nice. week. Okay. Eating this week? There's a place in town here where I've got like this obsession with. And when I go there, what am I having? Linguini mm-hmm. and white clam sauce. Dang it. Mm. Linguini and white clam sauce with mm. some Parmesan Listen. cheese. That's fabulous. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I had some of yours yesterday. Of course you did. It was mm. fabulous. Oh, my gosh. It was fabulous. And, you know, linguini and white clam sauce is one of those dishes pretty easy to make. Is it? Oh, yeah. I've okay. made it multiple times. I, I up the ante. Whenever I make it at home, I put bacon on it. Bacon Jeez. and white clam sauce with linguine. Oh, that's fabulous. All right. Okay, that's Mike, what did you listen to? Okay, what did I listen to? I've been driving around, and you know, I put, I plug my phone in, and uh, you know, I, I've got all these songs on my on my phone. Yeah. And this song came up, and all of a sudden, I was like nineteen again. That was 76, maybe 77. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Dig that. Okay. Well, I was also listening to an old song, yeah. but it's it's redone in a new way. Mike hit it. Oh, is this Daryl Hall? Yes. I know this. I know this cut. That is Paul Pesco on guitar. 
No can do. better than the original. Oh, it's a fun. It is so much better. This That's is live at Daryl's house. I got into it again this week. That is fun. I bet I have listened to this cut 50 times really? since I found it two years ago. Fabulous. It is so awesome. I can't go house. for that live at Daryl's house mm-hmm. with CeeLo Green. Excellent. Unbelievable. Okay. What hacked you off? What hacked me off? <laughs> Politics. In every vein, way, shape, stripe, and color, I am sick to death. Republican, Democratic, Libertarian, Socialist, you name it, those guys can get in a train and drive off a cliff. I am tired of it. I'm tired of thinking about it, talking about it. Wow. Sick of it. This is the first time ever I think we've been hacked off by the same thing. Really? You're tired of it too? Well, I didn't say politics. I just said this impeachment nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I can't. So- I made myself today listen to Adam Schiff's closing argument from mm-hmm. last night because I've, you know, I'm trying to stay informed. And this is what I could not get over. When I heard people talk up, this is why it's so important to go back and listen to the actual thing. When I heard people talking about it, yeah. I heard people saying, you know, this is just an unbelievable bit of oration. This is like Winston Churchill or this is like JFK really? or something like that. So I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm going to check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Listen. There's nothing fabulous about his speech. No I mean, you might agree with with what he's saying. That's up to you. That's your political perspective. But there's, it's certainly not like MLK Jr. I have a dream. Get out of here. It's absolutely regular political speech. And yeah. the fact that people are listening to it and saying, oh my gosh, it's just like I'm at church just made me physically really? sick. You know what he said at one point? Tell me. He said that one of the things that bothers him the most is that Donald Trump chose to trust Rudy Giuliani more than the U.S. intelligence services. And I thought to myself, I cannot believe. Now, and he was like, how could this be? How could the president trust Rudy Giuliani over our own intelligence services? And I thought, well, that's ironic because the Department of Justice just determined at least two of the FBI's applications to surveil, you know, the Trump campaign advisor, Carter Page, yeah. were bogus. They shouldn't have been approved. So who are you going to trust? So. Of, there's, I mean, you might not like Rudy Giuliani. I mean, he certainly sounds like a crazy man. But it's obvious why the president wouldn't trust the FBI. Come on, the FBI was out to get him from the very beginning. It's just nuts. I'm just so hacked. Uh, this is yeah. craziness. Well, this is just the beginning. This is crazy. I just, I'm going to get more hacked off the more I watch it. What was the best news you heard this week? Best news? Yeah, I better move on to something else. Okay. Best news for me is, you know, we do this. We stop the show. And we bring ministries on. And I love this. You know, I sort of carry this with me throughout the day. You know, it's part of my job. But by helping all these kids, there's a really great part of this job where we ask and you give. And we've been with the ministries and we see the work that's done. And I know that a lot of kids are going to be helped because of you. So that was the best part of the week for me. Mm, All right. That's a good part of the week. Best news I heard this week, John, was the uh, story of the man who found $43,000 
in an, in, his o- in an ottoman that yeah. he bought from Habitat at their one of their restore uh, retail locations. Yeah. And uh, when the forty three grand fell out of the bottom of the ottoman, instead of saying "Wow, nice payday for me," he called Habitat, found the person who donated it, <laughs> gave it. Back. He said in an article, he, and here. this was not a Christian publication, he was convicted by the Holy Spirit. Listen, I hope that the Holy Spirit would convict me because the first thing I thought when I read that article Payday. is I wouldn't give it back. I'd be like, look, finders, keepers, this is the beauty of buying used stuff. $43,000. Oh, anyway, that was terrific news. And I think that's it, Mike. I feel good about the week. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just 3 bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast, with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Upwork has the largest network of independent professionals like developers, designers, data scientists, you name it, and they're proven, rated, and reviewed. So when you need in-demand talent, on demand, Upwork is how. Where the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool. And by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 
PG article yeah. by Ashley Murray reports that the bill for the removal of a Port Authority bus from a large downtown sinkhole back in October yeah. is in, and it's going to cost, wait for it, $88,150. And apparently that's the tip of the iceberg, so how, to speak. How can that be? That's a lot of bus yeah. pulling up out of there, It right? is. So um, it's, a, uh, it's the fee to pay Allegheny Crane Rental for its emergency services that mm-hmm. involve two cranes and a 12-member crew after the rear end of the bus fell into a 20-foot deep sinkhole on October 28th. Wow. Now, the additional cost for street repairs remain unknown at this point. So that's just to remove the bus. We're probably talking hundreds of thousands of dollars when you get Holy to the end smokes. of the whole thing. Really, really. Yeah. Did you see when it was Pittsburgh night at the Penns game last week? It was last week, right? Yeah. And everybody came dressed up as, you know, mascots <laughs> right, and everything. Right, right. The dude who came dressed up as the bus in the sinkhole <laughs> was 10 out of 10. <laughs> he or she was an absolute star. That's incredible. That was an unbelievable costume. Okay, so the good news is that despite that weirdness, nobody was hurt because we read a story maybe a week or oh, so ago. Oh, the one ago, from in China. Six people were killed yeah, and when ten a people, bus went and into and 10 people were missing last I looked at that story. Holy smoke. So, yeah, uh, we laugh about it now, but it could be really something yep. frightening. $88,000. $88,150. would not you like to? I would like to do this. Wouldn't you like to go underground and walk around the streets of downtown I Pittsburgh? think if I did that, I would be terrified. Why? Yeah. Well, because the, the, the labyrinthine conditions cool. of everything between water yeah. and power and gas and everything, I think it would freak me out. Really? All the steam pipes yeah. and all that stuff? That's mm-hmm. super cool, I think. I mean, you know, there's a whole other... Whole other city beneath us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a book I absolutely love by uh, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. They wrote, they've written, they continue to write. Probably, I don't know, one book a year in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. But they're great writers, and I mean, they're good writers. They're it's fun reading. It's yeah. not serious. It's not. This is not literature. I'm talking about. But they wrote a book about a community of people that lived underneath the streets of New York City mm-hmm. that is so good and so thoughtful. It's the second book they wrote. Scary. It's it's scary, and it's just interesting to think of how – it's like an anthropological question. Like, what is it about people that causes them to live together in a community in by choice – in weird conditions. You know, they developed their own hierarchy. They developed their own government. They were wow. just living totally off off the grid. Well, you can understand Kind of that, under the right? grid. Yeah. I mean, people moved to Alaska to get away from that. Yeah. So then why not go underground? Yeah. Right? It's sort of like the urban setting of Alaska. Just stay away. But it kind of – when I read the book, and this was – I bet that was 20 years ago it came out. Um, it freaked me out a little. To know that there may be people underneath No, it us. wasn't the people. It was just how much space there is down there. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff that's going on that you can't... I mean, how often are they checking on this stuff? Well, often enough. I'm sure there are people who, like, you know, for the working for the utility companies, who spend a considerable amount of their day underground. You know what that's like. I'm sure that's true. I love that so much. Well, how about when you take the subway? You take the subway here in the city of Pittsburgh? I mean, it's a very small subway. But when you like go to New York City and you see that and you think, you know people live underground in New York City. There's no doubt about that. Right. 
Right? I'm sure. I mean, well, and especially after I read this book, I, I believed it a lot more. Yeah. I mean, there's a matter of, you know, safety or just whatever that neuroses or mental illness have. People are, are, want to separate themselves from society. Reliquary. Reliquary. That's in case you're interested in reading it. Right. It is called Reliquary. I had to look it up. All right. Hey, uh, that's us for this week. Um, listen, we're always up and running at the podcast. Right. Johnandcathyshow.com. Yep. Wordfm.com. Pretty soon we're going to start to... Uh, we're going to start to be the, ourselves yeah, on the, video. Yeah, the video podcast will be available mm-hmm. in maybe two weeks. I guess. So you'll be able to watch the show on YouTube or at wordfm.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're going to find out that John and I are Facebook? either on Facebook. Are on Facebook also. No. It'll stream live there. And uh, you can make your determination. Remember the woman who came up to me and said, we were at a at a live. Uh, this is about me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were at a live, uh, I was going to say performance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, I really want to say we, we were, were performing. Emceeing something. Anyway, she said, is that John Hall? And I said, yeah. And she said, He's so much better looking than I expected. <laughs> Great. That's Which a wonderful way to end things. the week. It sounds like a compliment, but really it's an insult. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.